G'day guys, welcome to another Guitar Wank podcast. Yeah, I'm just as surprised as you are. Here we go, our second one for 2019. Welcome to 2019, Happy New Year. This is episode 152. I did have a discussion with Bruce and he was like, isn't it 156? And we went back and forth and uh, just agreed to leave it at 152. So uh, that'll do. Does it matter? As long as we got back to numbers, I'm happy. And that intro clearly was not Scott and Bruce, but it was <laughs> amazing. I was waiting for someone to do this and no one better than um, than Hem. Hem, am I getting that right, mate? Your name is like the worst name for me to get. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, you got to go check him out. He sent, he obviously transcribed the intro and did this for us and sent it over. I can't thank him enough. But go to his website because this guy's a, a super interesting cat and he's obviously transcribed. But uh, go to uh, musiconpaper.com. Go check that out and uh, maybe you can send him a, a shout out. But thank you so much for doing that. I thought that was bloody awesome. And maybe we'll just use that as our new theme um, for Guitar Wank. <laughs> the old uh, transcribed version. Awesome. I love it. I was always curious of what Scott and Bruce was playing. And I wasn't going to sit down and work that shit out because just like I haven't got time. But that was really cool. Really, really cool. So uh, I know everyone was digging that. And now everyone's going to be playing it and it'll be on top of the charts. And and uh, and we probably won't see a penny from it. Um, but anyway, <laughs> welcome to 152, the second week of uh, 2019. Bruce just told me to, I think, next week. Or the week after, I think the next week, I think it's um, Martin Luther King Day, or if that's coming up, if, uh, I might have got this wrong, but it's our third year anniversary, which is huge. Three years Guitar Wank has been going, good or bad, love it or hate it, we're still here, um, 151, 152 plus shows, a ton of guests, um, a lot of booze has been drunk, <laughs> a lot of late nights, a lot of stupid conversations, but we're going to have a great, we're going to make something special with that show. We are going to give away prizes on that show. We have a lot of prizes to get organized and, and give out. So, um, we're going to make the third anniversary, maybe catch up for the no hundredth show we never had and all the other shit we said and we haven't done yet. Anyway, so, but welcome and, uh, thank you for joining us. Wherever you are, um, big shout out to all our listeners everywhere. And whatever you're doing, I hope you're safe and I hope your new year was fantastic. And I hope this year is amazing for all of us. And uh, yeah, let's let's have a great one. Guitar Wank community is growing in leaps and bounds. And I'm surprised every day with the emails and the messages and the support we get. Just how much we are incorporated into your lives now. And uh, we apologise for that, but what can I say? Up your bum. Uh, yeah, so on with that. This episode, I wanted to con- uh, stick with what I said last week. James Santiago is on the show today. Uh, Universe, uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, James. You know, fuck. <laughs> this is a running theme, doesn't it? I, I'm always doing these late at night. Universe, Universal Audio. Um, the man himself, James Santiago, the guy, he keeps telling me one of many guys behind the Oxbox, but he was obviously one of the main people working on the Oxbox for years and 
had this idea and worked on it and so glad he did because I'm a massive fan as a lot of you are Scott's yet to be proven but um, I'm so, uh, as soon as we can get together I know James Scott and I we're gonna go to Scott's place and put it put put it through its paces for Scott you know you know he's the worst at trying to convince and it not that we have to convince him but he's really curious he wants to get in there and go okay what's going on so who better to demo it than James Santiago the guy behind it so anyway for all you Oxbox fans out there and I know there's a lot of them and there's uh, the the Oxbox forum or group on Facebook I know I'm a part of that and there's so many great ways to use this box and I plug it into it every day and just run my amps through it and I'm always like this is awesome I'm playing at volumes I can enjoy my tone and I'm not pissing off the neighbors or the family and it's fantastic I can't say enough about it I'm a big fan and I'm sure other companies are going to come out with similar things to compete or whatever it's all great as long as we can play guitar that's all I give a shit about but um, yeah so we have James Santiago on this episode so we'll get into that straight away we do have John Pisano this is kind of a weird hang we set it up to have John the first part of the show and then uh, and then James the second part on the same night but what happened was we got times got a little mixed up and James come in when John was you know still kind of early because John's got so much to say John Pisano is such a legend and we kind of felt bad and you'll probably feel it in the episode that because James come in and that conversation got big and Scott and James were catching up because they're old mates and and you know it just felt like to me as like oh we've got John here we're going to talk to John and so what we're going to do we're going to have John Pisano back there's so much of John that we need to get he's such a legend and just a, a beautiful man he's such a great bloke and you know I want to hear more stories I just want to sit down with John and just hear the stories so we'll definitely get John Pisano back so so just so you know that we're not we're not dissing on John, but uh, yeah, we've got to get him back and just have John. We can't make that mistake again of having the crossover. We thought it would be an easy thing, but that was stupid. But anyway, we had a great night with James. James is just a fantastic bloke. It was the first time I met him, and he's just a he's just a good bloke to be around. A lot of great energy, and obviously super intelligent dude. Uh, and yeah, uh, I'll I'll let the show speak for itself. Lots going on. Patreon is uh, doing fantastic. People are signing up and supporting. And uh, we're going to be putting stuff on that that you can't get as a normal listener. But if you subscribe or contribute into Patreon, we're going to make it... It's going to be great. It's going to be a great thing. And we're building community, as Bruce always says and talks about. So um, definitely go check that out. It is on Guitar Wank's website at the top. One of the headings at the top. The menu side links blah 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 blah. go there click on it check it out if it's for you and you want to support fantastic if not and you just want to keep listening and not contribute that's fine too you know we we just love that you're listening and whatever feedback or support you can give us fucking awesome love it we love it mate awesome whatever you're doing girls ladies gentlemen dogs cats whatever whoever whatever floats your boat we love that you're listening and supporting it and uh thank you so much also we got caps and mugs and t-shirts as you know actually we don't have any mugs left we gotta get mugs but we'll get them in uh we've still got plenty of caps and um yeah go check it out also if you have anything you want to promote 
um, and you want to get out to a bunch of guitar wank listeners, send us an email and make sure you put it in the subject line clearly what you are trying to get across <coughs> that you maybe want to advertise on Guitar Wank or talk about something like that, promote something, make sure it's in the subject line. If I haven't, if you haven't heard back from me, email me again. Sometimes we get so much stuff gets lost and in the shuffle and there's a lot of stuff to go through and so em- just email us again. All right? Sound good? So good. Do that. So I hope everyone is fantastic. We've, we're all doing great. We're excited about a new year uh, to get out there and achieve whatever we need to achieve or just drink more wine. I don't care. Whatever you do, just uh, let's all be good to each other. Have a good time and uh, make sure you check out Bruce's video. Uh, it's all about the song. Was it called that? I don't know. Go to my music masterclass. Go check it out. It's his latest one. It's really good. It's inspiring and really, really good. So go check that out. Uh, and I think that's about it. So let's get into it. Let's go talk to a uh, little bit of John Pisano's before he takes off with James Santiago, and then we'll go back to John. We've got another episode just I uh, want to dedicate to John Pisano. But anyway, uh, enough of that. Happy New Year. Here's uh, a big cheers to you guys. And uh, we'll see you guys all next week. And uh, hopefully you see a bunch of you guys at NAM. Bruce and I are going to be there on the Friday, I believe. The Friday we're going to be there. I don't know when Scott's going to be there. i got to catch up with him. But anyway, either way, hopefully I get to catch up and say day to a bunch of people. Maybe have a beer or whatever's going on. And yeah, I look forward to it. All right, cheers. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. And ladies. I know there's some ladies out there. Maybe one. All right. Okay. James, you're alive, right? Uh, but you're not, Troy. You're I not near a mic. I'm not, no. All right, I think we're good. Which one is he? Which one is James when he says something? Is he Check. blue? No, he's, he's this new one. Okay, good. Oh. He's going. Good, yeah. man. So awesome. what's, tell awesome. us what's up, man. What are you doing these days? Uh, these days? Uh, first of all, I'm surprised there was no traffic. Let's just talk about L.A. for a second. Wait a minute. Uh, there was no traffic getting here? I'm, I'm, I'm usually on time, but I'm su- surprisingly... It was, I where, guess it stopped raining. Where did you come from? Where Reseda. do you I li- Oh, so you're yeah. right here. Okay. Yeah, right down, the, you know, oh. down in that area, which oh. usually can take could take 20 minutes or 45 minutes, depending mm-hmm. if people don't know how to drive. Or mm-hmm. it, it rains and everyone loses their mind. Yeah. So I'm actually yeah. surprised in that. I'm well, that's luckily good. close. Yeah. So rare uh, rainy day in LA. Yeah. Although I will say that I did have a nice heavy twin reverb in my trunk, and I did pulled it out while it was still raining, which is of course <laughs> oh. nothing like pulling your gear out while it's raining, and an hour later. Twin reverb. Raining. Remember really? the last time yeah. you were picked up one of them? Do you, John? Remember the last oh. time you tried to lift a twin reverb? Oh my god, the worst. I never listed it. There was one in my room one time and I got rid of it. <laughs> Smart. I don't know what, how it got The there. house was tilting to that. <laughs> yeah. Right. John, what, what do you play? What do you play through nowadays? Uh, I'm, I'm playing a quilter. It weighs 20 uh, uh, pounds. See? That's <laughs> what I was asking Troy about. See, I want to get these quilters. Smart, man. 
Huh? Well, but my, and my wife carries it. She's, <laughs> she, she's my roadie. Really? Yeah. Well, then you, if your wife carries it, you might as well have a twin. <laughs> I never thought of that. Get the JBLs. Just get the, go for the whole thing, man. I like, I like, the, I like that idea. That, that might be a fourth divorce there. I don't want to be involved in that, but, you know, I'm just saying, if somebody else is carrying it, might as well get a twin you know yeah. now now james welcome to the show um this is this is a unique guitar wank because john pisano is a repeat guest and we've never had a repeat guest he's the only one yeah <laughs> maybe he for, maybe you forgot you were on the show before and bruce lied to you to get you hey, back no, on no the show jokes like that that's kind of <laughs> cutting low no i haven't forgot i just i'm, I'm trying to forget all right <laughs> well, that's what i mean bruce is trying to forget <laughs> i don't remember the fire though the, f- the fire is unique that's 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 yeah. new. That's, that's that new. started today. That's, that's so back good. to my question, James. What, what are you up to these days, man? Oh boy, uh, some stuff I can talk about. Some I can't. Uh, uh, been. Or you left to kill us. Uh, it takes a Jesus lot of work Christ. though these days, Where's man. The I just, CIA I for the Russians? No, no. <laughs> no, I just work for Universal Audio. No. I don't work for the CIA. <laughs> no, I think CIA I, I, leaks everything, anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, somebody's probably reading my emails now. <laughs> yeah. and hasn't already figured out. Okay. I'm sure. But uh, oh, 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 we'll talk about the Scientology building here in a second. I just saw oh that coming God. in. What the hell? There's, there's a Scientology building it's where? Right, huge right one, here. right here on the corner. They're no probably way. listening right yeah, now. No, there's just like a whole building and a center, and yeah. then there's a, there's a residential the center. Yeah. Is there yeah. new? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's Huge. in your yeah. neighborhood, man. You know, Huge. They, I just went way left there. Sorry the bastards parking our street too. They they're taking over the neighborhood. Them, you know, they can go. Well, they, I, and, and, they're, and actually, they're selling. They're, they took over the pot store too at the end of the block. Oh my uh, God! Do you Scientology don't know pot. how much I fucking hate Scientology. <laughs> Have you seen Going? See, I'm just completely gone left. Have you seen Going Clear, the documentary? Uh, yes, I yeah, have. That and, just freaked and, me. And I watched the Lee Brimley, whatever the other one, it yeah. is. I watch that sometimes. But you know what? I hated Scientology long before that shit happened. <laughs> I hated it long time, long time, long time ago. Way before 9-11, I hated Scientology. John, John you had so, Scientology. You Scientology? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took offense to that. Yeah. <laughs> No, so anyway, I think I had so, a question. Sorry, yeah, no, I had a question. So, what do you? You still uh, haven't yeah. answered my question. <laughs> no. You're being really evasive. No, no. It's, it's, I think it's, it's super boring. He doesn't want to tell us. Uh, no, I can tell you that. I think that no, today tell, I was. Tell me what's going on. Uh, mostly staying in, in the, the product design development department. Uh huh. Which just means locking yourself in a room. It's kind of like just being a, a constant guitar student. Well, you've it's, kind of always been like an R and D guy, basically, yeah. right? Like, like, most of your career, right? Am I, I right? Or? Kind of, yeah. I've always sort of bounced between actually two or three different things, which some of mm-hmm. them, some people didn't know I did one or the other. And it's actually, speaking of Richard Ruiz, there's one guy who I, I met him as a sales guy. Mm-hmm. And they didn't find out till later, like he was a killing bass player. Right. And I think in this business, you find people who design gear or start a company and you don't realize they started it because they were musicians. They right. To be right. players. And yeah. so I always sort of fell into this weird category where I, was always kind of gigging or doing sessions when I could, but then I really just liked locking myself in a room with the gear and trying to design something cool. Mm-hmm. So how, I mean, there's a lot. You don't have to name them all, but yeah. what are what are the more known companies that you've worked for? I know that you've done some stuff with Pedal, the, a Pedal you, company. Which one is it? Uh, well, actually, the first thing I ever screwed around with, which is, and I say that um, lovingly because I think we all 
uh, at some point want to mess with our gear because at some point, you know, we, we practice and then we're like, well, maybe I can play sound better if I mess with the gear. Mm-hmm. But I, I did a thing called the Sparkle Drive with Voodoo Lab. Like I remember that. Voodoo Lab Sparkle Drive. Yeah. I remember that pedal. So I kind of came up with yeah. that. I thought that was kind of fun. Remember that? And, uh, <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> No, no. Sparkle what? Sparkle, huh? <laughs> Sparkle what now? Hold it, John. Did you, over the years, did you ever get into the whole gear and effects and all that that stuff, or did you avoid that like the plague? No, the wah-wah pedal is my last. <laughs> the wah-wah pedal? Yeah, wah-wah. Oh, yeah. see? Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was that was pretty much it. Nothing I was, else? I was, I was really good at that. A lot of people thought I was great with the wah-wah pedal, but... <laughs> No, I never, I never got a pedal, but I think, I think it's. No, I never had reason to, you know. I I remember Scott's story of you telling of when Joe Pass come into school, yeah. the MI with the this was the, the chorus the, pedal, right? In the eighties when everybody was had these huge, you know, ten story racks full yeah. of gear. Oh, right. yeah. In the eighties, yeah. like everybody was in Rackville, yeah. yeah. And Joe came into the school and he had a chorus pedal, and everybody was laughing at him like, <laughs> "Wow, a boss chorus pedal! Whoa, <laughs> amazing!" Well, Stern's probably still using the same chorus <laughs> pedal he had in eighty two. Yeah, Mikey's yeah. probably using that the exact same, same pedal board, the little yeah. boss in the plastic case, yeah. and you gotta love him for it because yeah. he's sticking with that. You know he's, what? He's I've, I've had the same pedals on my board for going on twenty years so it's like you know you find something that works, works yeah, fucking you, just don't, you don't mess with well that. it's not the uh, arrow it's the indian <laughs> <laughs> That's right. so, so anyway now was did you did you ever work for way huge with way huge well funny enough that that's actually the reason i ended up in los angeles was george trips Oh, it was George Tripp's. George. And, was he, it both of you guys, or was George mainly working? Well, George, George is way huge, so that was all him. And then at some point in the late 90s, 2000, he talked to me. As I was still in the Bay Area. Uh-huh. He's like, I'm working for this company called Line 6 now, because he had just closed way huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, you should come to Line 6. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I had just gotten married and mm-hmm. had a nice house outside of, well, I, I, the Bay Area makes it so nice. I lived in the sticks of the San Joaquin Valley, mm-hmm. small area called Tracy. Bruce probably knows that area. Yeah, right? if you're driving the fire, you go know, Tracy. behind Tracy. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was born and grew up. And oh, okay. So basically, uh, he's like, man, you should get out of there and come to L.A. I'm like, nah, I don't know. But he talked me in there, and I came, flew down for a day and met all the owners of Blind Six and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And they talked me into moving to Los Angeles. So he's the reason I actually live in, in the valley here now, uh-huh. believe it or not. So. So now I'm just going left and right because it's. I think you you would know all of these people, or I think the listeners are probably. I'm sure they. Yeah, George I'm sure, of course, and, yeah. So and, that, and that's how I ended up at Line Six. And what? So what are the? Uh, so after Line Six, where did you go? Line Six, and there's a long story. Now I I, I kind of got tired of digital. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And wanted to get back to just making up fun stuff. So mm-hmm. one of my old friends, Josh uh, Fine. Uh, kind of owns the whole Voodoo Lab, digital music, all the switching stuff and pedals and right. power supplies. And right. He's like, I oh, just come work with me. And he had a shop in uh, Santa Rosa still. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I, that sounds like fun. Because Line Six was a very big company with lots of digital stuff, and all. I just wanted to get back to kind of playing with fun analog gear again. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and then would would consult. Did you for move to Santa Rosa? I would go up there a lot, so I'd go into the little Charlie Brown Airport base, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I could fly out of the, on the Alaskan flight from LA yeah. to Santa Rosa all the time, me yeah. and my wife. I love it up there. Yeah, Stay great. at Occidental, at his house up there, constantly. I oh, love Occidental it. is great out oh. there, man. That's amazing. I love it up there. Yeah, West so, Sonoma County. Yep, man. Sonoma, can't right. beat it. So yeah, I, so, that, so I thought it was great, So, I, but it's funny, I ended up moving here just to go back to work for a company where 
back up there. So I ended up mm-hmm. kind of going back and forth for a while. This is going to take a whole bunch of weird left turns. That's okay. We're used to left turns. Yeah, cause, but it's all gear related, <laughs> funny enough. That's all right. No one's ever got it out. My wife That's asked okay. me, like, what did you used to do? Because she still can't figure it out, honestly. <laughs> Because I would still, I, I would. Well, so you are in the CIA. I, I think so. Well, yeah. Yeah, the gig's a gig, I guess. Yeah, no, I'm not. Hey, you know. So yeah. where did you go after Line Six? Line Six was was Voodoo Lab, so I was VP there for a while, and then uh, I bumped into Bill Putnam Jr., who uh, who owns Universal Audio, mm-hmm. and this was uh, a few number of years ago. And I just hanging out with him. He's a guitar player, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And f- oh, in fact, he told me he went to a clinic of yours uh, in the late '80s. You're talking me? Yeah, Cabrillo College, maybe somewhere in the late '80s. He's like, yeah, because we were talking. Cause he studies jazz guitar. Me and him just trade jazz mm-hmm. stuff. He's like, that's Bruce Far. I remember seeing one of his clinics back in a long time ago. So he's a fan he? of yours, by oh, the way. Oh, he was. He's still a fan after he saw the clinic. <laughs> 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 wow. Yeah. I'm trying to dissuade everybody from playing jazz. <laughs> well, he, he, he owns Universal Audio on the side. That pays for his jazz career, I think. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Kind of well, everybody's got to have something. You got to, yeah. Gig, gig to the money runs out. But, cool. Uh, but so, no, so I've been there for a while, but I've been consulting for a whole bunch of. I've, how long have you been with Universal Audio? Almost four years, but I was um, helping them and stuff for, for you way a lot of time before that. In fact, a lot of the folks at UA are guys I worked with at Line Six or at Avid Digidesign when I was working for okay. them too. So yeah, I oh, you must know Sean Haley then, right? Of course, right? I know Sean. Just, yeah, Absolutely, you know he was yeah. my next door neighbor okay. for many. Oh no, years. I love Sean. No, no, okay. I talked yeah. to him. All. No, he's yeah, he's yeah, great. yeah. We just I hung out. We just went to True Tone together, and we went we went to True Tone, and then we went to. Alvis down in oh, San Alvis Pedro because we were yeah. looking at we were just pedal what, what hanging you know uh, just looking at pedals uh, yeah ended up going down there to True Tone yeah. and Alvis yeah. and not buying Uber, a thing in case I have but, to stay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so okay. Dave, Dave Jenkins down there oh, yeah no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, Dave is Dave is actually a really good friend of mine and we're working on a little deal right now to get me some of the pedals that I do want that they don't have in the store because there's a bunch of pedals I want but they don't have them there. So he's so he's uh, getting them for me, me somehow, oh. yeah. And we have this thing What's going on address? that's really you know like oh, it's a secret. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm gonna see what pedals are they. What's going well, on? We don't get to know. Are you yet. familiar with Knobs? Yeah. The YouTube channel Very, Knobs. Uh, oh, you should see that. It's amazing. Very um, just go on. Just go on YouTube. Look up Knobs K N O B S, and there'll be a picture of a little cartoon knob, and that's how you know you're on the right link and hit that link and it's basically a, a site that just they do all these videos of pedals and the way they do these videos mm-hmm. is amazing oh, like I'm they kidding. did the count to five video um they did yeah montreal assembly count to five you know that pedal i haven't seen i i oh, I've, I've, i haven't played it but i've, I've okay. seen people talking well, about it yeah so anyway there's a whole i would say wave of New, oh, there's all really yeah. amazing pedals out there right now that are sort of like cutting edge. They're not the typical standard. Here's another distortion pedal. Here's another chorus. Here's another. These things are like weird. Like they make weird sounds. They're they're glitchy. They're they're bit crushers. They're all kinds of different stuff and oh. on this channel and and the way they the way they demo these pedals is wonderful because they do it with just text mm-hmm. and funny props and it's very humorous 
and yet they really show the ins and outs of the pedal and all the different sounds it can make and it's wonderful like you should you'll love this channel it's really I'll fun love to it watch. or hate it because yeah. it's, it's yeah. just more stuff i gotta buy it's fun well that you know a lot of people when they say i i read a lot of the comments and most of the comments are if you guys made an album i would buy it because if they do a lot of mm -hmm. ambient stuff yes. you know and and they say i hate you guys because i'm poor because of you <laughs> Like my wallet really can't afford to, to watch this channel anymore. Oh so God. that stuff, like that. So it's really fun. I'm a big fan, and and I'd say like I've bought so far about four pedals from seeing the advertisements on that channel, and I and I probably want like three more, you know, because they're they're I'm into weird. So so, <laughs> but <laughs> I, you know. Anyway, I'm um, I'm gonna so, stop uh, stop you guys there because yeah. I think. We're gonna lose John's. John's gonna head ah. home and and take care of the misses. No, yeah, actually, you got yeah. called for a gig. I got <laughs> really? called hey, for a gig. I'm going to his gig then. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Hey, you got a gig tonight. Yeah, the Troubadour or the Roxy? No, no, it's, it's, a, it's a Tijuana brass reunion. Oh, it's a big tour. Hey, it's like on. three flights tonight to get to it. All right, but they have their own planes. Okay, great, man. John, it's so good to see you, man. It's good to see John, you. John, thank you so much. Wow. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show, and you are like one of the people we would love to have on the show all the time. You, you, need, well, to, you need to join the wank team. Uh, yeah, you need to just be here. <laughs> you, be a permanent wanker all the time. Uh, just be a permanent wanker. I live right in the neighborhood. You're right you here, come right? By anytime you want, man, because we'd love to have you over. I can almost walk home, but I don't know where I am. <laughs> that's funny because I don't know where I am anyway. That's prerequisite for being on the show. Um, all right. I got to get my uh, my phone. I got your phone. Oh and shit! We almost got a phone out of the oh, deal. I was gonna oh, say, are we man. supposed to surrender phones? Thank you, yeah, no, no, we have a thing about phones. Uh, no. uh, I, tur yep. I turned I mine off. Where, all right. I keep mine. Oh, it was a real yeah, pleasure, yeah. John. Yeah. I keep Thank trying so to lose mine, but it keeps coming back. John, great to see you, man. Yes. Thanks. Thanks so much I'm for coming by, you, man. I, oh, man. I, I'm going to give you a holler. Sir, All right. If you ever feel oh, I'm coming. Okay, man. Appreciate oh, man. that. I play with a guy that plays bebop or whatever. Cool, what man. a pleasure to meet yeah, you. I love you playing, man. Okay. All right, Scott. I'm glad I got the crashes. Take care. Yeah. If I end up on the couch, I might end up in a nap. You might have to wait. Yeah, no, you stay there. Stay there in the hard, uncomfortable chair. I'll come over here and hang out with Troy. Let's hang over here. All right. So, it's getting, getting this. He got warmed up by the man over here's here. Your, here's your mic. I feel special. I gotta, there you go. Sit in this warm corner. So anyway, I was yeah. saying that that this this knobs channel kind of really uh, opened up some fun stuff for me that I that I I didn't even know these kind of pedals existed and and uh, they're really cool. So you should just check out that channel. I'm sure you would oh, enjoy man. it. Oh, I'm sure I, I it's right up your alley. Much. Oh no, I. Uh, yeah. There's a running joke, and then I swear, uh, there are certain times I just sort of give certain things away. Like, if I'm not using it or some friend wants, I'll just say, like, dude, you know, you're going to use this. Yeah. Uh, and and I, there was one time, um, I took probably like 20 pedals down to Future Music. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what, I, I just, because sometimes, I hate to say this, if I like a pedal a lot, I'll get a second and a third. Because mm -hmm. you, you know, a B board or a practice one. Sure, or, yeah, or yeah. If they're old and rare, you just, you find a yeah. cheap one for 40 bucks, you buy an extra. Sure. So I got rid of a couple of B ones, and then I swear, like a week later, a box shows up, and it was like fifteen more pedals, and I wow. didn't even buy them. It was just a friend, and just like, man, I got some stuff I want to get get rid of. I'm like, 
fucker. Yeah. I just cleaned out my garage and got yeah. rid of some shit. And shit came back. <laughs> Other shit came back. Yeah, yeah. It's pay it back. It's would, pay it back. Would James, would you like a water, mate? I just have I just water. Have, if good. I start drinking tequila, we'll end up in Mexico in a no, mariachi band. So I, I got to be careful. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I do the same thing, man. I'm always trading pedals with my friends, and when I have this kind of rule that I. I'm not going to stand at the post office to send pedals back. So when people send me pedals and they often like, I want you to, I, I, I think, I mean, I think they're just trying to be nice, but they do want an endorsement. Right. So, you know, they'll, they'll, because I always tell them, you know, yeah, if I end up using your pedal on my next record, you'll get a thank you in the credits. But if I don't, I'm not going to stand in line at the post office to send it okay. back. I'm going to give it to a friend. So right. as long as you know that, and you send the pedal, send it away, and I'll try it. And if I don't like it, I'll just give it to a friend, and you won't see your name on the record. Yeah. And you know, it's <laughs> funny. Just, There's probably a whole cool. group of guys who are like, I wish somebody would send me shit. Because uh, <laughs> uh, there's a few friends that used to yell at me. Cause, uh, and I always, uh, and sometimes I want to buy stuff, and if they, they send it as an evaluation. I'll send it back. But sometimes it's like, my wife says, Stop. you're like free shit guy. You didn't even ask for anything. Shit just showed up. <laughs> That's right. But there, nothing is for free, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And in your case, I mean, for them, somebody to get a product that you're playing out, yeah. there, there is the trade that you are doing them the favor by taking sure, this thing out and, of course, playing it yeah. and making it sound great. Because right. there's also a thing where... Uh, well, making it sound great is another story. I don't know if I'm able <laughs> to do that. Long, but... There could be a longer debate on that one. No, <laughs> that's, I know a, that's debatable. But no, anyway, no, no. It, it, you know, my I have a few teachers at school that they love me because I'm always bringing them pedals and pedals that people send me that I, I was like, no, nah, I don't really like this. So I give it to them. And you never know. It might work for them. And I tell yeah. them, if, if you like it, keep it. If not, give it to somebody else. And Well, you know what? I, I will out myself now that I, I have a large R&D room where I'm surrounded by this fucking gear all day. And I mean that because I've been at it all 12 hours today working on stuff. And when I get done with it, I literally walk into the living room where it's gear free with an acoustic guitar and a theory book. Mm-hmm. And I have to unplug from the gear. That's nice. Yeah, you have to daily. If yeah. you're around, if you're living and working at it. Yeah. If I'm concentrating on the sound of it, I'm not musically thinking. I have to separate yeah. the two parts of the brain. I am Thank always you, in both places it, at the same it, time. And, it, you, and you always all are. The an time. electric guitar makes you live in both places. Yeah. You you know when you're playing an amp or a guitar that's not quite vibing with you, and then mm. you start to go down that little spiral of like. I know I'm not sounding good, and then it starts to show when you're playing, starts yeah. going south, and then you go down. It's like I've, yeah. I've tried to get to a point where, because I see so many players who could just play any guitar, and they're happy as. I saw Luke there do it a long time mm -hmm. ago. He just picked up somebody's guitar mm -hmm. and was just happy as a pig and shit, just whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a guitar, and he played great. He had no effects, played through some shitty amp. Mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck, I wish I could do that and still yeah. be okay some people, with that. Some people are totally okay with it. Some people aren't. But I'm I didn't not. expect that with him, and I'm going to be completely yeah. honest because I was so used to hearing him with the big rack right? and thinking, I got all this shit, and it didn't matter to him. Mm -hmm. And then that, that sort of rewired I wish I could wire my brain like that, but it doesn't work. Today, I, I, I'm working on a new record, and I started song number six, and I thought I was going to record today, and I got hung up because... I could not find a sound. And I just no. like, everything I tried was wrong. I tried like three different amps. I tried every pedal that I have. I'm, I can't. It's not, it's not oh, working. Yeah, that, that's a good topic so. because does it, is it mentally our fault or is it the gear's fault? Because the gear didn't change overnight no, and sound different. It's not the gear, usually. it's me. It's like, I yeah, know, it's, it's us. Yeah, I yeah. know what artistically works for this yep. part. 
and I'll know it when I hear it, and yeah. I didn't hear it. So tomorrow I'll try again. There's a lot of stuff I didn't try, I, but yeah. I, I, but imagine like I woke up this morning around nine, and from eleven o'clock till around four, I worked, okay. just trying to find just a pedal and an amp that would make this little part sound good. I did not find one, you know. So it's like it's frustrating, yeah. you know, because I know there is one. I know there's something's going to make me happy. And, and I'm going to play, and that part's going to sound amazing. But I don't know when, hopefully tomorrow, because <laughs> I've got about, you know, eight or nine pedals I didn't try. And, right. and, I've, and I've got, you know, well, I tried all my amps, but, you know, I'm sure there's a combination. It, it's it, art, man. It's just it's like art. you can't, you, you, you will know you like it when you like it. See, these so, are all really good know, topics because as a, as a player, it's different than as a designer. And, and different when you were actually, if you talk to, there are a lot of great um, engineers of like, actually mix engineers who, who don't even play guitar. And mm -hmm. then the, they make these great sounds and they cut frequencies and I'm like, don't take that out of my guitar sound because you, know, you get all protective of your sound. And then, but in the track, it sounds great. Or through the mastering process, your guitar sounds different, but it works when it's put in the song. Mm -hmm. There's so many little areas where you would that's know, it's, it's, it's just to me, it seems interesting that, you know, a big part of, what when I granted you know I'm not I'm, I'm a guy that plays those things every now and then when I get around them and I get to fuck around with them, but I mean the guys who I know who are really great at it you know like Scott and various other cats they've got their big pedal boards and they play, it, it, it's just surprising to me that like, I mean you're hearing you know what you want right. to hear. I would think that you could just go into a pile of a hundred of them and get the exact one right off the bat. That's what you know. That would be my perception. You know, I of, wish of it was like that. that. But you know, that's what I would God. think. That's what I would think of guys whose specialty is using that stuff. Yeah. It's like, okay, I need this. Well, I need this and this together, and this much of this, and this much of this, and it's going to give me the sound I want. Well, you know why it doesn't work that way? It it depends on. So I'm coming at it from the aspect of layering. And, because you know, I and, know I know, that, and you're also well, coming obviously from a place of, of experimentation, and that's yeah, that's no, really cool. True. That's yeah. really cool. I mean, it's not like I mean, I'm, I'm hearing more from you. Like you, you know, you'll find it when you hear it. You know, you're also there's a part you're looking for something. You're not sure mm -hmm. what it is, but you know, I mean, but the guys who like, okay, I need this sound. Boom! This pedal, this pedal is gonna. You know, that's their thing. You know, they just deliver. Yeah. Boom! Right away, and it's like me knowing. You know, hey, you need a certain chord. In a certain register, I know where to go on the guitar, yeah, yeah. and you would think like, "What do you have to look around for well, that?" You for? know, you know, know I mean, you're is, a guitar player. It's like you could easily EQ, or I could easily use just about any pedal or any amp in the world and get what I need from it by EQing it. But I don't want to do that uh -huh. because EQ has a color; it has a flavor, you know. And if you can get away without having to use it, it's better, uh -huh. you know. So what I need for this particular part is scooped but scooped in a really sweet way and all the pedals i have that i've tried so far that are scooped that lack mid-range are very ugly and and they're very brittle and very harsh they're harsh, harsh. yeah they're harsh i need a sweet the closest thing i've come to it is the roger mayer voodoo one oh, no, that's it's a beautiful harsh. pedal and and I think eventually that's the one I'll probably use, but I have to find a good amp setting, and I just haven't found the right okay. setting. You know what? That's that's a yeah. secondary talk, topic to this, and that there's a different sound that you need to have to make you play better, 
and then a sound that actually fits in the track. So it's a sound that fits in the track. It's a sound that fits in the track. Because this sometimes, is not anything that I'm soloing. Right. I'm just. It's just a part. Because then sometimes and it's so, like, well, you know. the sound you got that made you feel good, that made you want to play that day. If you walked away from it for six months and mixed your record later, you probably wouldn't feel feel so bad if you cut a bunch of EQ out of it because you already were right. inspired, cut the track with a sound that worked that day, and later on you're detached from it. And it's like, well, maybe I'll, I'll use a little EQ and it's okay. Well, you and see, I'm just giving you both sides of the, in the my, interesting in, side. In of my it. little case, in this scenario, the parts that are are on top of this part are already recorded. So... I have to find a oh, part. Oh, you're fighting. If, uh, you're trying to find a range. At, I'm trying to, to find a, yeah. a frequency range that stays out of those guitars' way and still sounds really sweet. So that's like the Brian May thing when he used a little dinky. You know, it's at some point you just can't keep using the same EC30 on every uh, layer. Yeah, uh, yeah you got to no, pull I've a already, sound. And, you know, my thing is Marshall and RC Booster. If I play one more song with the Marshall and the <laughs> RC Booster, I'm going to kill myself. It but sounds see, now that's great. your emotional baggage. Now that's you jumping no, in there. It sounds great, but I've <laughs> done it awesome. too much. I, I, you know, I what's can't. the max? Yeah. Is it the Maxon pedal? What's that? The RC booster. RC, yeah, exactly. No, but what about the exotic? What about yeah? I know that pedal, but what about the Max? Is it the Maxon? That's, that's, like that's one of the ones I know. Yeah, I don't use that. I like you that don't use that anymore. Well, I use it live. It's on my pedal board. Okay. But I rarely record with it. Why is that? It's got such its own sound that everybody knows what pedal it is. And but you still use it live. Yes, because. Be because the reason I use it live is because it's one of the few pedals out there that's compressed enough that where you can really play legato live. And yep. It's really a super compressed pedal. And it's also one of the few pedals out there that works on the rhythm pickup and the treble pickup equally as well. Right. Because a lot of, a, a lot of pedals that sound fat on the treble pickup are mud right. on the rhythm right. pickup. Right, okay. And then are the neck pickup. So this pedal seems to really, it's nice and fat on the treble pickup, but when you switch it to the neck pickup, it's still really punchy and clear, and it's just a wonderful pedal live. So it's a, it's a lot different to a Tube Screamer then, right? Much. Right. It, it, the only thing that it has in, in common with the Tube Screamer is it's really compressed. And the color. That's the color's a little bit like a Tube Screamer, right. but not quite as mid-rangey. Yeah, I was thinking of the actual pedal color. Isn't it green? Yeah, it's green. Yeah, it's a different <laughs> color green. Tube Screamer's a, a, a more lighter... A, a, Kermit a, the Frog. A, more, more of a, like a rich green. This is kind of a yellow green. Yellow green. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it sounds. Now, now, let's get into it. It has to do a lot with the sound. Let's get into the nitty-gritty, James. Oh, no, there's nitty-gritty. There's nitty-gritty. Let's get into the nitty-gritty. Oh, no. Now, you... The, the Oxbox, that's oh, that that's thing. you, yeah. that's well, your did baby. You, did you have Can I say to it's your that? baby? I, I uh, that would probably look a lot. That looks a lot cuter than if I actually had a baby. But is it as cute yeah. as a baby? Yeah, it's is it? Yeah. You, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't need to go to college. It doesn't want a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. You, know, you, don't, you don't have to clean. You have to clean diapers. That's right. It doesn't uh, make it, but it, is it fair to say you're the, you're the man behind this? Um, one of the men? I, I it was I, I got to be one of the, the I was the okay I'll, I'll straighten this out because okay. I'm always very uh, weird about this because I think I feel it's the same way when you're in a band if you got a really great band just because I'm the guitar player doesn't mean I played the fucking drums and, and mixed the <laughs> right. thing it takes a real a good team of a right. support to, to right. do this stuff because right. uh, if you want to see my color palette. 
it would not be as cool as that. My first idea. So lucky you work with some designers who make your ideas seem a lot cooler than when you. Mm-hmm. But them you, out. you worked on this for yeah, a long I, time. I, I'm actually the official product manager for that. Right. Yes. Yeah, so how long did you work on it for? The the first. This doesn't lab. Oh, I got him on this. I got it. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's all good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the minute, the first hour I walked in the UA, that was my main gig. Wow. I, I, was, I, I was brought in and they showed me the documentation of an idea for something that could do that. Okay, now, besides Scott, um, the rest of us love this and it's kind of blown up for Universal Audio because it's become. Did you guys know it was going to be this popular? Uh, if you want the honest story, I have to be very careful because it's a. I love the company and they're great folks, and I I, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. But you know, it, it's a company that makes re- uh, recording gear, pro yeah. recording gear. Yeah. So here comes guitar dude going. Let's make something this thing, and then it just kept getting more and more expensive and and taking more and more time to do to do this stuff, and it's like. Uh, this is going to take a couple more years and I need five, six engineers and mechanical designs got to get done if we want to do it right. And I just keep getting more expensive and longer to do. And But the owner of the company being a guitar player right. is like, I want to do this because he wanted one for himself. And, and a number of other folks are all guitar players. So we kept working on it and uh, 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 there's a thing, you know, it's, it's almost like somebody asking you and I think if you had a record deal back then, you, you'd go in there and like, well, how many records do you think you're going to sell? Like, well, we knew our first record blew up, but the second one, maybe we'll do just as well. Well, I didn't have that track where UA didn't make guitar gear. So, like, we don't know what we're going to sell of this product. We don't do this. Right. And I'm telling them, like, well, this is a product that nobody understands. You can't walk up to a normal guitar player and go, hey, so you know what an attenuator box is? But, but they, they, your hair might as well be on fire. They, mm-hmm. Most people don't know what it is. They don't know why ones sound good or bad. They don't know how to use them. They don't know how to mic a guitar amp yeah you'd be surprised how many folks don't know how to mic an amp yeah or a speaker or record their own tone right you know not everyone is is scott because scott can do this in his sleep yeah and know what a good and bad tone is so that's like well there's no track record of a product like this doing well yeah they all looked pretty bad well let me ask you um, because I'm one, and I, I hate to say this, because I'm one of the ones that I couldn't make it work for me. No, that's and of course, that always, you know, that that's all so subjective. So it, it doesn't really all. make any difference. But but Troy came over. And well, we, it was brand we, new to both of it. Let's. I wasn't the the best guy to demo well, it because we I was were, a beginner we, as well. Honestly, to to be really honest, neither one of us really knew if we were doing it right. Yeah. So we, we couldn't really we, we well, couldn't I have that problem all day. Get fast past <laughs> my wife tells me you're married, you know you're not doing it right. <laughs> Even if you're doing That's it right, I just don't know. like the way you're doing it. That's one thing we know. We're married, we're not doing it right. That's right. So what I what, what I was well first of all, I have to first say that I've never used an IR on a record in my life. I am a cabinet guy. Exactly. You know, I, that's why my room has no windows. Like I live in darkness. That's what. That's where I came out of because I me. pushed yeah. the window. I had the contractors yep. push the windows out of the wall and wall it up, and I got one of those air conditioners. That's a split air no, the conditioner. Split, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, so there's yeah, no big open no gaping yeah. hole in the wall. Easy and, now. And uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So 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 you know, I can record a Marshall cabinet. Yep cranked up anytime I want so there's no reason for me to use IRs but the only experience that I have because I do have friends in apartments and and they want to know from me like Scott is there anything that you would recommend that since I can't mic my cabinet what's good what do you like so 
purely just out of, out of just wanting to help my friends, I got the Surload box. Okay. And actually, uh, I do use this in the studio because sometimes if you crank an amp up in the studio, it bleeds all into the drum right. mics and everybody gets mad and the other guys in the other session are yelling and they're, they're bummed. And, you know, I mean, there's hardly, a, I don't think there's a studio in L.A. where you can crank up a 100-watt Marshall cabinet and not hear it in the next studio. So, well, Unless you're painting, and if, if you're the side guy, I'm sure that would, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's definitely no room for Yeah, so anyway, what I'm used to hearing would be like the Sir Load box, out of my amp into right. the Sir Load box, and into any number of either Celestion or... Or um, own hammer right, IRs, and that and that's kind of what we were comparing what? the ox box. You got a family to. of raccoons. I got a raccoon. Couple of them. Raccoon sighting. Raccoons family in of raccoons in your swimming pool. Oh, they are. How cute! Wow. What the fuck, dude? No, They're you don't cute. Want what the They're f- nasty ass sons of bitches. Yeah. What the fuck? They messed They heard us talking about the ox box. I know. They're going to listen to find if, yeah. if you run them off, you might want to be kind of careful. Well, don't, they might don't run them off. They're good friends. Well, just you ever seen them fight each other? We had they're really nasty. They actually get really just bring a funky. bring a golf club or something. Let them stay out there. They're good friends. Well, oh, I can. I'm sorry, folks, but so anyway, so so James, <laughs> so anyway, you know, when when Troy brought the Oxbox over to my house, first we heard the cabinet, and and you know, I have a I'm not bragging, but I do have a Carry Wright cabinet, and they're really oh, great, great sounding cabinets. Fantastic. And, uh, and Troy listened to my cabinet, and we were going, yeah, that sounds really good. And then we plugged in the IRs, you know, from the load box. And they said, well, that doesn't sound quite as good, but it, it, it's close. And then we plugged in the aux box, and we couldn't get close to the IRs. And the main problem that we had was that when we turned up that knob on the right past 12 o'clock in order to get enough volume, we got a lot of hair. Like a lot of top-end fizziness. And oh, are you actually mic in the cabinet? Huh? You're mic in the guitar cabinet. You're just using no, it as an attenuator. No, we're no? just using it as... We're going out of the amp into the aux. Right. And out of the aux right into the computer. Okay. Oh, oh okay. And, and so I couldn't get... We couldn't get... In order to get enough level into my DAW, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm using an Apogee Rosetta. Which is an old. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, I had a bunch of yeah. Yeah, so Apogee, as you know, Apogee doesn't have a, a, a volume control. Right. It doesn't have there's an no, input there's no, level. There's no, there's no. So it's just like you got to give it what it wants to get to get so that so that my DAW sees a nice green, yellow kind of thing before it gets into the red, a nice signal right. level. And so to to get the aux loud enough to make that good sound into my or you know enough signal, we had to turn that knob up probably at about two o'clock, oh, and weird. then it started sounding fizzy and i was going well what so let's see if we can fix that so instead of plugging the aux right into the apogee we plugged it into my mic my neve mic pre my 1073 and we boosted it that way and then it got a lot closer then we got rid of some of the hair and and then it started to sound better but i still couldn't make it sound like my cab or like my load box with the irs that i'm using so now we could have been doing something wrong. Well, but who knows? It, they're, they're two different. I guess to say there's just two different workflows. So one that that might be because that thing has that thing will give you extra output on that volume. So that, that I know that in fact usually everyone has the other problem is that 
they're clipping their input converters because it's it's actually we put too much gain on that output, mm-hmm. which is odd. But you might there was also if I remember I had the apogees for a while. There, there there's a little um, clips in there that would actually would change the input sensitivity of those input converters. Uh-huh. So it's, it's possible that the aux might want to see the different. Uh, I think there was plus four or minus ten. Yeah. You, you were able to pop the top on those and move the little clip over. Because oh, it has okay. no trimmers on the outside, but I know it had the little pins on the inside. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I we just but again, it's all that's you know. Like, I thought knows? that maybe I'm doing something wrong. Then again, we were we were we were testing on a fairly high gain type of sound, so I I was thinking to myself, well, maybe this just isn't the right box for high gain. Maybe it's better at a cleaner simulations or who knows you know we couldn't figure it out yeah that's where because uh oh i i tell you i i tested it with 100 watt marshals that was my rig uh-huh a couple of uh a 100 watt super terminal from 70, 70 uh-huh which usually is a little it's a little hotter than regular plexis and well maybe one day we can have a party at my oh, house yeah. and you could troy could bring his over again if he wouldn't mind and we could try to figure out what we did wrong and it, it, i mean that's like i don't know if there's anything wrong t- other than it could be just a setting somewhere because i know there's a lot of outputs usually people are clipping their input converters right because it, it's pretty Maybe transparent we just, up, Troy, yeah, we just didn't know what we, we were doing well more than likely we were doing that but i mean and i've just put everybody to sleep we've now gone into it no, 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 it's just well the most exciting part for me was chasing the raccoons away. <laughs> yeah but you know for for, for me but i just know that <laughs> For my friends who have tried like the load box, which is like maybe three hundred bucks, and packages of IRs, which are about twenty bucks, we're talking like spending, spending you know like maybe five hundred dollars as opposed to what the Oxbox costs, right. which is considerably oh, yeah. more. It's absolutely. And uh, in my mind, you have a lot more choices of IRs because there are millions of them out right. there, and and so. My line of and my line of thinking was was well, it has to be really really good in order to beat the the uh, just the the variety of all the different things that are out there. Because once, mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't heard anything bad about the Sir Load Box. It seems to just do its job. It sounds like a, it feels like a speaker and just gets the amp into the computer. Right. And then after that, it's all about the IR, like which ones sound good and which ones don't. So I'm thinking, okay, Universal Audio is giving you what, like 18, 20 IRs, but yet if you go buy ones from Celestion, you've got like a hundred, and an own hammer package gives you thousands. So that's what I thought. Like, right? What's a what's? How do they justify that with the price? Because well, it's not IRs for one thing. It's, oh, okay. It's, they're, they're not IRs. Uh huh. And the other thing is, uh, if we were just to look at now, we're gonna just talk geeky. The file structure of it. Being that when you open this box, you you pull up a mic and you put an on-off axis and you can mix the different microphones. Where if you, to do that in an IR, you would have to have a separate IR for each little position of the microphone. So here's but IR they do on axis. Well, now you're but now what are you doing? You're opening up a file a folder and you're looking for IRs and you're picking something from a folder, putting it in a player, and that's mm-hmm. just that sound. That's not going to put it in a basically the lowest latency environment where it's just. You're just going to pull a mic up, and you're going to pull up a cab, right? And it's going to do that thing. Mm-hmm. So the 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 immediacy of turning also turning on a hardware box that is its own island, it's its own environment, mm-hmm. which there's no way you can get an IR player and a computer and that to be as fast and dynamic as that box because that everything from the converter. To the analog side was designed to be as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. So you'd come in and out of that thing and 
really you uh, you start talking stuff like 2.3 milliseconds, 3 milliseconds, mm -hmm. you can't get that out of a computer. It, it would be really hard for a normal user to buy a computer fast enough and to set up a dock quick enough to process that, to come in and out, just to feel right. So, um, so I'm just saying that I think if you're the person who likes to build a oh. PC and get and do all of that sort of stitching all these pieces together, you absolutely can go get Apple Logic and get some plugins for reverb and delay and compressors and IRs and then go buy the hardware and then try to hook it up with a converter system that can process this stuff quicker. Or you can just turn this box on that was designed to get in and out and sound like a cabinet. Totally so, understand that. So, that, so that I think the difference yeah. is like that thing is actually it was more complicated to build than that Apollo rack product. Uh -huh. Wow. It, it's got well, the same technology. In well, fact, it's even harder to build because, and I'll just tell you now, you need a computer to turn that uh, Apollo X to do anything. It has to be controlled by a computer. Mm -hmm. That has it all done in the box. It's uh, what you would call a, um, it's, it's, a, it's its own embedded platform. Meaning when you turn that box on, like we bought an Eventide Harmonizer, uh -huh. every time you turn that box on, it boots up, it loads, it's its own island. Right. It'll right. never crash on you. Well, I'm coming and it just, from and it, up, um, So that's got really weird outside of guitar, just the reason why the... Got it. No. Yeah. Uh, my... See, I don't have that problem only because I have a super fast Mac. So I can run it like the buffer setting. It's extremely right. low. And I've never had a latency problem with, with an IR and an IR player. Because I, I use Mix IR... Which is and, a, and, a great, and, a great platform. And I'm always saying, you know, I use. I don't use it. I'm just trying this stuff totally. out for my friends. I don't use this stuff, but whatever. Uh, you know, Mix IR. I had an issue with Celestion that I, in my opinion, I think Celestion should have made more um, varieties of speaker samples because, right. like, to me, and this is this is again subjective, but to me, anything that isn't a 57 just sounds like ass. I just wouldn't ever okay, touch yeah, it. Okay, there, there's, there's, there, there, that's, that's an interesting topic in that what, uh, and I will tell you this, and I think this goes for our, what we like in music, what we like in guitar tone, what we like to eat for breakfast or how strong our coffee mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. It's all personal. Right. And what I like today or uh, isn't what going to be what my, maybe my wife likes or my friends likes. Or, mm -hmm. But sometimes you have to make dinner for friends, too, and make mm -hmm. sure they, don't, they like what you're making. And right. sometimes I have to take myself out of the equation because there are definitely microphones that I think sound like shit on guitar. Mm -hmm. But they have one or two special purposes. I mean, I, the funny, the microphones in this thing, I've been collecting for decades. I've been Because I think all 57 sound different, too. Mm -hmm. You have to get the old they ones. Do. They I do. I have a stash of Unidine 3s, and every time I go see it, I will buy a used one. I will make sure they all sound right. They're all numbered and marked. Right. And this was before I ever got on this project. Yeah. This is just my stash. Yeah. I have and a 57 that I've used on four albums now, and it's the best sounding 57 exactly. and I you, have. And, and I knew and you they, would do that. And they I, don't, I don't know how old is it? Sound I like, how know. old is it? It's like, I don't know, it's not that old. 1957 it's not, it's makes it 61. <laughs> 64, they started making them like shit, so you can't get them after 64. No, you know, the thing is, like, uh, someone told me that if you do a new project, you should go out and buy a new 57, uh, because the, the newer it is, the better it sounds. So I did that. I went to Guitar Center and I bought a brand new 57. I brought it home, and I don't agree with that. It, uh, I don't think it sounded that good, so right. I brought it back. Yep, yep. And... and my mic isn't some kind of vintage mic. It was just made maybe 10 years ago. Right. And I got it at the same time that I got my other three or four mics. Just that that one is a special one. It has mm. some kind of really open sound that my yeah. other 57s kind of sound a little more nasal than that one. Right. 
So I don't know why. It's just maybe just I, I got lucky and got a really good one. But back to what I was saying, I really like the 57. And, of right. course, I'm going to like IRs that are done with a 57. Right. But in my opinion, Celestion, they have this one called Celestion Balanced. Hmm. And it's a little bit dark. And then they have one called Celestion Bright, and it's too bright. It's and too I bright. feel like if they had it just something the in mic the right in between those two, they would have really come close to right. copying exactly where I put the mic. Exactly. But they didn't. They, they, they jumped from here over to here. Sounds like they put the mic directly on the cone and then right into the paper. Like so, they missed the really sweet spot in the... Oh, there's, yeah, the, there's a thousand the, little sweet spots in there. Yeah. So exactly what you just said, and you know what you're doing, how painful it is to know that, well, it could have been here, could have been here, could have been here. Right. Imagine to the person who doesn't have any idea what they're doing, and you hand them that mic in that cabinet, and they're not going to be able to know, well, is this good? 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 Right. Which is why I have to do all the homework, and that's why that's as easy as it is to use, because I did all the fucking homework for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because you should have seen, I have a Pro Tool session where I, each one of the things in there, it's I own all of the gear. It's for real. Uh-huh. And you will find people who make software products who say they modeled blah, 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 who've never even played the real thing. Mm-hmm. They don't have that mic. They don't have that Plexi Marshall. There's, right. They, they, don't, they don't have anything to compare they, it to. They never owned one. They never gigged with one. They never well, we, recorded we, with we one. We talk so about that. Uh, we've had so many conversations on the show about, about just amp modeling and gadgetry in general versus like real vintage real gear. Vintage, and, right. that, and that we all agree that a good amp modeler or gizmo will sound better than a bad amp any day. You know? funny enough, <laughs> Especially with a guy will. with ears using it. That's right. Yeah, That's so, right. I, so. I don't think Jeff Beck will sound like shit through an accident. No, voice. hell no. I think he'll be just no, fine. No, I think yeah. he'll be just fine. Now, uh, the, how did, now with, with the Oxbox, um, now you got, uh, currently you have 17... I think cabs, so. right? Yeah. I, and they I have, have to actually look sometimes. I, I, I would imagine Universal Audio will release more as time goes on and updates and all that kind of stuff. Is that to be fair? On I the can cuts? never officially speak for them, but right. I know since I do the work, it yep. com- literally all comes out of me. I, the, the thing is, it's not landlocked. Uh, and I know people have complained, well, it's got USB that doesn't do anything. Well, the reason it has USB is because it will do something one day and it will right. update itself one day. Right. And when the time is right, and it, it, there will be stuff. I can't give you a date, but there's no way they would have let me put that much time and effort into that product to make it updatable to not actually do the update of it. Right. Because I, right. I, I mean, yeah. just on Facebook alone, there's an there's an oh, there's Oxbox community. With, oh, they're, they, like they've got pitchforks and fire. They want yeah. shit now. I get it. They, I totally they get want it. it. Um, another thing is, why didn't you guys put... Um, Canon jacks in the back instead of was that a price thing or uh, it was just a decision. What's a Canon? Jack? Uh, he mean, I think he just means an XLR. XLR, XLR yeah. sorry, yeah, sorry. Some people still call it Canon. Is a word that I've yeah. used in my life. Canon. And they used to say Canon. You yeah. see them on yeah. the barrel. Was it? Yeah. Was that just? That was yeah. that that just? Well, they're still balanced. They're still TRS. So right. they're still they're still actually plus minus in the ground. Right. right. So and sometimes with certain pieces of gear for a guitar player, yep. they're more likely to have a goddamn guitar cable. Right. Which okay. you can still run an unbalanced. You can still plug that unbalanced cable into a TRS. Which is, I think, what we did. You probably see. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the thing is, if you put only the XLRs, everyone be like, 
well, shit, I only got guitar cables, and if you're doing right. something oddball with okay. it, and it, because it honestly it would have literally just been a jack choice, it wouldn't have sounded well, any well, Let me ask you. Here's no, a, it's a great question because as a product designer, yeah. you have a list. Is it one of those combo jacks that you can use either or? You, you could do the combo jack, uh, but that's it's usually more I think as an input source. You would have an input that would have a. Oh, that's an output. You're that talking. you're talking about the outputs. Oh, okay. So here's a question: If if they're not IRs, what are they? We came up with a new. F- uh, for, well, I'll just go ahead and tell you the guy I worked with just on that piece of it. Are we getting secret information? We'll we, we be a little secret, yeah. Oh, on cool. the this is gonna, get, this is okay, gonna be big so on the Ox um, uh, forum. On will, we, will we need everybody to raise their right I hand? Raise, raise your right hand. hand. Okay, swear not no. to tell anybody where you heard this. <laughs> well, let me just put it this way: uh, I might need a job at Guitar Rank if I blow this. No, no, wait, 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 we can, we can wait, promise wait, you like three hundred dollars a year. We're massive supporters. I'm a massive supporter of Universal. No, no, it's great. No, it's uh, I, I always have to be careful because there, there's, there's um. Listen, when I say when I say the term homework, you know, everybody does their own homework. So right. if I just tell you everything, then okay, so that I just basically there'll be Behringer will be listening, and tomorrow they'll be it's like, oh, we just got to do this, this, and this, and uh, right, it'll yeah. take five years of my well, work. Don't give away anything you. that's that's confidential, but yeah, you know, so I'll try to, I'll try to watch myself. Well, maybe, yeah. See, now you're making an assumption yeah. that people actually listen to this. <laughs> yeah, there's only one guy listening, so don't worry <laughs> about he, it. Like, and my mom at this point, <laughs> <laughs> but that guy takes notes and he's a real uh, stickler. Yeah, holy. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> he's probably an A plus student. Um, uh, but I, I will tell you, the the one thing I had a problem with IRs, and this is going to put the the other maybe half of one person to sleep. This is all going to be fucking boring. I'm sorry. Um, but if you've ever played with IRs, you have to look at IRs as sort of a, a picture of what a speaker is. It's a static picture. It's that mm-hmm. speaker at one moment in time, at that one volume, with that one mic. Right. And the problem I always had was if you play enough, again, I'm telling you because you already know all this stuff. I'm sorry. It's going to be repetitive for you to hear all this. Well, that's why I hate modelers. Personally, when I play a modeler, that's what I hate is because it has none of the qualities that throughout the dynamic range that you get with a real piece of equipment. They say some of the newer ones do. They say, but I've yet to to experience it personally. Usually it feels like I'm playing through I generally feel like I'm playing through a PA. Yeah. With that's not any fun. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what. And, that and, is. You, and you know who you're talking, who's talking here. You understand uh, who's all talking. Although <laughs> 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 you know, I, I I'm like it. a fucking caveman. Yeah. I go out and chase raccoons because they taste good. <laughs> <laughs> We, we are we are barbecuing the raccoons. That's why you wanted those you, raccoons. I was going to say, you actually left a guitar wing session to go chase raccoons. I know, so man. That's well, amazing. They had a knife good, and man. fork, and he was like rubbing them together. Uh, <laughs> I was going to make a coonskin cap for Scott. I think he did look good. Daniel Boone kind of thing. Daniel Boone was Okay, so go ahead, James. Sorry, we interrupted you. So what is it that's it's not an IR? It's not like breakfast cereal. What? What is it? It's like raccoon stew. It's, it's, it is. It's a kind of a raccoon gumbo, probably a, a little bit like that. <laughs> well, it's nothing I can give a name to because we just sort of came up with a, a new uh-huh. d- way to do it. And I will give all the credit to a, a guy that I got. They basically gave me a, a professor from Stanford to work with. Mm-hmm. This guy, Dave Burners. And I basically explained to Dave, I said, Fucking hate IRs, Dave. Basically, was my short term. Like, they, <laughs> they're static, they don't do shit, they feel like crap. You know, the, the, I, I, as much as I love technology, if I can't, if I feel disconnected from the tone, what's coming out of an amp or mm-hmm. a monitor, 
I walk away from it. Mm-hmm. I hate that feeling of disconnection from mm-hmm. the instrument once it comes back to your ears. And I said, there's an, I, I threw a few scenarios at him. Well, I, I shouldn't say some of this stuff, but the, the short stories of that being that I know my cabinets sound different the first half an hour I'm playing them, and let's say two hours from now when I've been playing them with a 100-watt head. Mm-hmm. Do not sound the same. Mm-hmm. And you can do some research on that. You'll have to, everyone will have to do their own homework to see why they sound different. Mm-hmm. But you spend a couple of years figuring out what makes speakers sound different, mm-hmm. why they sound different, why they feel different. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely a, a bit of dynamic stuff happening when you hit a speaker and I think you probably have uh, play speakers and you feel like, well it feels stiff or maybe the speaker's going to get when broken when they're new and, yeah when sure they're new but it's always an element there uh-huh. and it's always talking to the amp and it's always got this sort of dynamic thing happening yeah so there was a matter of figuring out how to actually do that because an IR won't do that well let me ask you something right on that subject when you say an IR won't do that I thought my impression was that the IR just gave it the tone, and it's right. the load box that is either good or bad when it comes to the dynamics. Well, there's... Okay, I'm going to be careful. There is. The load box is responding back to the amp and making the amp thinks it's seeing a speaker right. if it's a good uh, reactive load box. That's what it is. John right. serves a reactive But we have to should clarify for most people, most people to know that some of the cheaper load boxes aren't reactive; they're passive. They're of course, kind of a big resistor. And, yes, and so we shouldn't fool ourselves into thinking those actually make the amp sound. They, they're really they don't. We they know don't. they don't. They right. don't. But some people right. might know the difference. So I'll just for the for the curious, yeah, we're talking nicely built reactive load boxes. Which Stevie Ferreira does some great ones. Mm-hmm. Sir does some great ones. Mm-hmm. Great products. Um, but so some of it is is the amp needing to see something that looks like a real speaker. The other part is the speaker's part in that dynamic thing. And But now what I'm curious about is the IR itself, mm-hmm. which as we know is sort of like a, a snapshot, if you will, or it's a it's, sample. It's, you of could a, call it a thousand little EQ points is really what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's basically like, what it is. Yeah. Right, right. Because I've actually made some IRs myself. Right. And so I know the process and the, the whole, the sweep and everything of yep. how you do it. Mm. So so what makes the the... The sounds, I guess. I know that that without even talking about the load and the reactive load right. and all that stuff, we all know that that has to exist, and I'm sure right. that exists in the Oxbox. Yeah. But as far as the the what's replacing the IRs, the actual tones that the suite makes, what's different about what's in the Ox than an IR? That's what I'm curious. He about. can't tell you that. I can't. You can't I technically tell me, can. Really. Well, I can tell you that it's it, it's none of what you. It's. Let me put it this way. I tell you what it's not. It's not an IR player in that box. Uh huh. And the fact that the guy who worked on it for me is a professor of DSP algo at Stanford. Uh huh. And the other guy I worked with is one of the professors of who, who who makes plugins. They basically made custom software so it's an algorithm of some every, kind. Well, i guess you think everything's not everything that yeah. every effect is an algorithm even a, an even tied reverb or a lexicon right it, it's still an algorithm can i ask a, a really when you're when you're doing these uh <laughs> ir or whatever you want to call your speaker <laughs> modeling i guess right. that's what it is sampling modeling yeah. what i mean you don't want to have like Scott's tone when you're doing it because right. that's colored now. Now you're really just buying Scott Henderson. You're not buying. Right. Are you like running like tone generators out of an oscilloscope to do this? Are you 
How, I mean, are you taking like a keyboard that has a very generic sound? So, I mean, because you're you're taking a sound of a response of a speaker, but what you're recording really is what the speaker's getting in the first okay, place. That, that, so, how do you topic, how do you actually. end up? No, no. My point is, how do you end up with an agnostic kind of or, or with yeah, ambivalent totally source, ambivalent yeah. source, so yeah. that you're really getting something that everybody who plays it is still themselves and not just the model of the guy who played okay. it when you copied no, that, it. That's actually a very intelligent. That's not a dumb question. Oh, really? It's not a dumb question. question. No, that's not because a dumb okay. question. That, that, that question alone is a year's worth of my life. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'll explain why. All right, well, we're going to find out. Hold that thought, James, because we're going to find out next week what he has, his answer to that question and uh, and everything else about the Oxbox and what's going on in Universal Audio's world without giving away their secrets. Uh, James is very particular about not giving too much away or uh, sharing too much information. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. We'll continue it on next week. Uh, again, go to patreon.com slash guitarwank or go to our website, actually, guitarwank.com. Please go to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you can leave a review, hopefully a positive one, and because uh, we really appreciate that. You know how this world works. We need reviews and support. If anything, anything you do to support Guitarwank, just do that. Write us a review on uh, iTunes or wherever you can. Uh, guitarwank at gmail.com if you want to send us questions, queries, abuse, uh, whatever whatever you want to send us. Uh, and uh, if you have anything you want to sell or promote, we are open to that in 2019. And uh, we will make ads and stuff like that for you. So, And you will hit a guitar wank community that's all over the world now. So uh, until next week, we'll come back to James Santiago. I believe this song is off... Scott Henderson's Scott Henderson's <laughs> Hendo Scotty Hendo Hellbent Pup is the song of Dog Party and the other two tunes were uh, Bruce Foreman's uh, one of his albums I think Foremanism and um, yeah anyway until next week have a great week be safe and uh, we'll see you guys then I miss my baby Gotta find me someone new
Thank you. 